Miami. Okay. We're doing a roadcast. We are. Everybody's going to see your tummy. Every, and they're also going to wonder why is Chase in his jammies? Because we've been up since 5 a.m. 5 a.m.? Well, We're out of our mind. I've been up since 5 a.m. Hold on. Daddy, we might have to stop. Go, go, go. Go to the bathroom. Sick boy, sick boy, sick boy. <laughs> I told you, the rules of the roadcast, we hit record, and it starts to roll. Whatever happens on the road happens on the road, and uh, um, no no cuts, no edits, and so that's it. <laughs> what a great way. We literally hit record on the, uh, on the roadcast, and almost immediately, Chase comes running up, complaining about an upset tummy. Uh, so, yay. Welcome to West Texas. We are um, coming out of uh, uh, where Sweetwater, Texas, on our way to La Mesa. Uh, we're there, we're going to rendezvous with some friends of ours. Uh, was in the youth group uh, at Heartland and in the School of Ministry at Heartland. And they have pastored out in Midland, Texas. And now they are uh, itinerating, fundraising, uh, to be missionaries in an unreached, undisclosed area. Uh, we know where they're going, but we can't talk about it publicly. Uh, let's just say it's on the other side of the world and uh, desperately, desperately, desperately in need of the gospel. So anyway, they're itinerating and they happen to be uh, close enough by to where we're gonna be able to connect at a Dairy Queen. So, uh, anyway, we just rolled out of where? Uh, Texas. And uh, it's been 10 states. I think I did the math on it. We've done almost 5,000 miles, worked with 23 different churches and ministries. Welcome back to the roadcast. Was he sick? No. No, I just needed a tube. He needed something. I don't know. Yeah, now he's happy. Good. Oh, you took off the microphone too. I did. Fun, fun, fun. Sorry. I was telling everybody we hit record and like almost immediately Chase shows up, which yeah. I don't know if that makes the, the, the roadcast exciting or what. I don't know, um, but I mean it's for real life. This is just. This is it. I mean this is a no makeup, no hair fixing, 5 a.m. on the road day. So kids are still in jammies. Why did we get up so? This is the earliest we've ever rolled out. <laughs> it is. Uh, we are on our way to New Mexico, and so it we is... We got delayed. We did, by about a week. Um, somebody needed to get a driver's license to be able to legally drive this big no, but old that's honking. big news. I'm legal. Yes. I am legal. I can legally drive the coach. Pass the test and everything, so yes. it's a good thing. Now, there are some people that probably like, uh, you were driving. Um, uh, yeah, I drove, we picked it up in Indiana, drove it down from Indiana to South Carolina, South Carolina to uh, Georgia, Georgia to Alabama, Alabama to Mississippi, Mississippi. Florida. Oh yeah, we didn't drive to Florida. We didn't take it down to, to Pensacola, but, um, and then up to Tennessee, Tennessee over to Arkansas, Arkansas down to Louisiana, from Louisiana to Texas. Yep. And, uh, once I got to Texas, that was the very first opportunity that I had to actually be able to take the driver's license yeah. test. Yeah, because you actually have to have the coach to drive it. 
which we didn't have it before we left Texas. So yeah, they were, they want you to they want Texas. you to take the test in the vehicle that you're going to be driving, and the vehicle was not in Texas until. So it's just the way that we started. I I was I, I recorded a video during that time. We'll post it soon. But uh, um, you know when you work with government bureaucracies. Everything is policy procedure. It's dot every I, cross every T. You know, jump through all the hoops, and you want to do that as quickly, efficiently, and orderly as possible. Obviously, when you're working in government bureaucracy, rarely is that ever the case. And then when you have somebody who fits into the category of where I was at, it's just kind of a. I literally I spent three days at the Department of Public Safety, um, passed back and forth from supervisor to supervisor <laughs> because they weren't even quite sure. It's apparently. Um, even though you're supposed to be licensed to drive a motorhome in Texas over 26,000 pounds, mm -hmm. uh, most people don't do that. Well, we aren't most people. So, anyway, <laughs> yes, I'm legal now. So, yes, we're in Texas an extra week, so my mom had us at her house for an extra week. She was happy about that. I think she was happy. She was very happy about that. Um, we were happy about that, sad to leave. But we have a jar of Texas dirt. This is huge because this is what Jenna has. <laughs> she's, since we rolled out in January, she's been waiting to do this. Yes, this is cool. We've got it's a home. Jar of dirt. That's a jar of dirt. We've got home wherever we are. I mean, home is wherever we are anyway, but I mean, we've got Texas soil. That's the way I've said it. There's always going to be Texas soil underneath my feet. There we go. So Texas no matter soil. no matter where we happen to have thrown the motorhome and park, <laughs> we are still parked over a yes. little bit of Texas. Yes. I wanted to have a, a t-shirt with the state of Texas that said home in it, but I couldn't find one when I was there, but I will get one. Because I want to do the roadcast with that, with the jar of dirt. If we had stopped at Bucky's. If we would have stopped at Bucky's, I probably could have found one, but we did not stop at Bucky's. No, I wanted to. I really did. Bucky, those, those, those people are like, what is Bucky's? <laughs> Bucky's is the most uh, amazing travel rest stop yeah. that you could possibly go to. Yes. I so mean, much so that there are people waiting in line like to park to get in. Oh, to yeah, the, get gas, just the, park and go the inside. One that we stopped at the one in Madisonville? Yeah. And I counted 300 cars. <laughs> You're like at a gas station? Yes. You're like, how do they do that? There's over, there's, man, there's got to be over 100 pumps. I don't know. It's crazy. Everything is bigger in Texas. So true. And the cleanest restrooms you will ever find in a gas station. Yes. I went in one one time and I counted the toilets. I came up with uh, like 45 urinals and 25 stalls, and that was for the guys. That's amazing information for everybody watching. No, and they're immaculately clean. <laughs> And it's amazing because you'll you'll walk into a Bucky's and there'll be like, you know, a bazillion people, a bazillion people wandering around, but yet they've got <laughs> enough people to take care of everybody. You don't ever have to wait. This is true. This is very true. You don't ever have to wait in line. It's like they've got everything. It's like QT and racetrack on mega steroids. Yeah, I don't even know that you can put those in the same category. No, I mean, not. They have like home decor. They have like gourmet meats that you can buy and so a then like if Hobby Lobby and yes the best QT you've ever been in yeah that had a be had very, a child very close yes <laughs> you could call it Bucky's I guess 
Well, anyway, so we've bid adieu to Bucky's. Bucky's is... We um, love you, Bucky's. It's behind us in, in Fort Worth. That's the last one coming out west, and so we won't see it again until we're back in Texas. Yep. Um, but we're currently coming through... You need to grab your phone and grab a couple videos of the windmills. Oh, okay. Real quick. Okay. Um, while we're on the roadcast. Yeah, while we're on the roadcast, so you, you have to do it out this window here. Oh, but I can't. I have to get up. Okay. You need to... Okay. Anyway, whatever window works. Okay. But you want to grab the wind, the windmills because... Yes. Not that those that are watching the roadcast are going to be like, oh, dude, those are just windmills. When you've seen one, you've seen them all. We've come out into energy country. This is, uh, once They're you get everywhere. out, this is like the wind capital of the United States. Because there's nothing else. There's, <laughs> it's flat. So you've got wind blowing on top, and they're pumping oil underneath. And then natural gas. So, I mean, this is, you talk about money, money, money. Every time those things turn, or every time one of the little pump jacks pump, that's just pumping up money. We love our, our friends out here in Midland, Andrews. Um, you get to Andrews and you smell the oil in the air. Because there's so many pump jacks, you literally smell it. And they say it smells like money. It smells like money. It smells like money. So we owe some people some shout outs. Yes, and I'm doing a video. Okay, hold on. So we're shouting out to a couple of people. This is on our previous roadcast. We had left like at the very end, just kind of a. Um, if you watch this, if you this watch far. this, drop us a, a note, <laughs> tell us you love us, and we'll shout out to you. And so here are the people okay. that reached out to us. All right, John and Layla Robertson. You are awesome. Woohoo! We love you. Wonderful church in Oak Mulgee. I was surprised by Oak Mulgee. Yes, Oak Mulgee, Oklahoma. Yes. Restore Church. Awesome church. Matthew Clark. Woo we love Matthew. Yes, Matthew is a former redliner, which we were youth pastors of. No, for a he's while. not a former redliner. You always once a redliner, always a redliner. Well, yeah, but we were yes, absolutely. But you know what I mean. Okay, Vicky Cook. Way to go, whoop, Vicky! Whoop. Thank you. We yes. love you. Shirley Langley. We love you as well, You're Shirley. You're awesome. Tim and Sarah Spurrick, and which, also in Oklahoma. Also in Oklahoma. Yes. Uh, we were close enough that we might have been able to connect, but it didn't work out. Yeah, and I know there are some other people that told us face-to-face, -face, but we saw so many people in Texas. I'm very sorry if you told us face-to-face -face and we did not give you a shout-out, but here is your shout-out for saying that you watched it. Oh, and Tamara, I'm not messing with my hair today. I know you watched it last time and you told me that I was messing with my hair too much. I didn't even fix my hair. But if you need a hairdresser in Texas, message me. I have a great one. Her name is Tamara. Um, yes, she's awesome. Shout out, Tamara. Awesome. Yes. So we're on our way where? To Carlsbad, New Mexico. I've never been to New Mexico. Neither have I. I've never been to Carlsbad. I've never been west. Well, kind of west, but not this west. No, you're, we're, we're truly entering into a whole brand new territory here. Yes. We've never been here before. So this is, this is kind of like this, the next leg stage of the Trail of Fire tour where it's a lot more organic. <laughs> It'll um, be fun. It will be fun. Um, you know, like, what do you mean by organic? Well, we don't, we don't have things hard scheduled on the calendar. Uh, we've got Danuba, California, where we'll be there for two weeks. We're doing a Good Friday service at the house of Bonnie Bray Street. And... We'll be uh, 
uh, with them on Easter Sunday morning and then with them the following week. And so we get to spend two and a half weeks there in California, right in the Central Valley. So it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Um, and then we know that we're going to be in Spokane, Washington. Yes. And we know we're going to be in Maui. In Maui, Hawaii. Yes. Um, but uh, there's a lot of places in between that where we've got some space. And so uh, if you know some folks, some uh, churches that you're like, hey, you guys definitely need to just connect. We're not yeah. asking for churches to go minister at. Um, this I'm is sorry. this is not about trying to find places to go preach. If that's simply that, then then I'm, we're just the run-of-the-mill evangelist that is just constantly looking for a pulpit. Uh, that's not who we are. We genuinely are praying, God, where are those spots, where are those places that you've got your finger on? Where can we share their stories, find their stories to be able to shout and celebrate what you're doing across the land? I really do believe this is a reconnaissance mission. We are. We're taking a year to say, God, show us what you're doing across the U.S. Where can we connect and where can we strategically work in the next upcoming years to be able to see regions reached in the same way that Charles Finney reached Rochester, New York. Um, whenever he came into Rochester within the course of nine months, that city had flipped upside down. I mean, that revival changed a city. And I believe that every revival, its divine intention is the transformation of the culture in which it resides. Revival is not simply there so that you and I can experience a good service. In yes. fact, if your definition of revival is a good service, if your definition of revival is, you know, six minutes and 36 seconds of laying on your backside on the carpet, um, if it's good music, if it's, you know, uh, if it's an energetic, emotional atmosphere, then my friend, you've completely missed it. That's not what revival is at all. In fact, I would say that you've turned revival into an idol. And you've let the culture um, of the revival atmosphere become the thing that you seek. And in the end, revival simply is God. I'll never forget, there was a time that uh, when we were at Heartland, uh, we were the, you know, with Steve, Steve Hill, the evangelist, the Brownsville Revival. Uh, Steve, you know, during the course of that five-year revival, four million people came to the doors. Over 250,000 people answered the altars, uh, the altar call there, and their lives were radically transformed and changed. And then we came out to Dallas and planted a church with Steve. Steve was walking past my office one day, and you know, he would he always, he'd pop in whenever Steve would do that. You you stopped whatever you were doing because the general had walked in the Absolutely. house. Absolutely. You know, and you wanted... Whatever to, nugget. Whatever little nugget, whatever it was that you know, was on his mind, you know, you weren't going to miss those opportunities. And I treasure those. And this is one of those that I treasure. He popped into the office one day, and we were discussing an article that a mutual friend of ours had written. And, you know, he was expressing his, you know, how, how proud he was of the individual and, um, you know, some of the things that he shared in there. But I could tell there was something agitating Steve, and I said, um, you know, Pastor Steve, what's what's wrong? And he said, it's what he said about revival. And what he had written was that he had come to the Brownsville Revival, and it was a wonderful season in his life, but like all seasons, it had a beginning and an end. And Steve said this, he said, Daniel, he said, that's what people do. They turn revival into a thing. 
becomes a season. It has it, it has bookends, a beginning and an end. And the moment that you do that, you can take it and put it on the shelf and walk away. He says, but revival is not a thing. Revival is God. How do you how do you walk away from God? How do you walk away from that moment? It's like I, I was quickened. I came to life. I became alive in Him, and now I'm going to walk away from that. You know. It, have we bought into this notion, this idea that God's not interested? You know, in in this intimate, vibrant relationship, is He putting it on pause? You know, has He reached the conclusion that you need to take a break from Him? I, I shudder the thought. I, I I can't even imagine a single one of us really believe that that's true, but that's the way we behave. You know, and so we continue to to think of it as you know, well, when God's ready, well, He's ready. He's ready right now. Well, one day, you know, I'll keep praying whenever God's... No, it's His will, and it's His will today. He wants to embrace you today. And you don't have to wait till you get into a church service or an energetic atmosphere to experience revival. You can invite revival to touch your heart and your life right now. Yep. Anyway, that was a sidetrack. <laughs> it's just... You can tell that, that one is... That one is near and dear. Yeah. So yeah, we're headed into a new land, new territory, reconnaissance mission, finding out what God is doing. Um, one of the things that we're going to do, there's a few churches that we know that we're going to stop into to, to connect with um, that we've been paying attention to. Um, it'll be the first time we've been able to meet face-to-face. -face. One is New Hope Revival Church in Truth or Consequences, New Mexico. Yep. We'll actually come right through Truth or Consequences coming up from Carlsbad on our way up to uh, Albuquerque. And so, uh, Pastor Caleb Cooper has grabbed a hold of uh, the idea and the heart that God truly wants to awaken his state. And though they're in a small town and a small church in a place called Truth or Consequences in the middle of the desert. Um, they believe that as Isaiah, what, 44, no, 43 verse 18, you know, a new thing I'll do, streams in the wasteland, rivers in the desert. The Lord is about to awaken something there in New Mexico. And so they've been contending last year. They went to all 33 counties with prayer warriors. And they prayed over all 33 counties as a single church, working to connect churches and ministries together. And this year, they've begun a New Mexico awakening tour. And so they've been going to all 33 counties, connecting churches inside of each one of those counties to one another and coming together in a service because it's a good connection point yeah. to be able to build and foster those relationships. And what's neat and I posted this on Facebook uh, about a week or so ago. Um, I saw it post up on uh, Charisma. A joint, I think 200 plus pastors, leaders showed up at the New Mexico State Capitol for a prayer and worship service right there in the rotunda. So cool. And so, you know, my friend, God is moving across the nation. We don't see it so many times because we're so focused on our little small sphere, but that's one of the great things about what we're doing is we're getting to kind of get a, a broad perspective of what's happened across the land. You know, 
there's a there's a similar type meeting that's taking place in the Capitol in Washington. And I know some people and some friends have gone up there to minister in those places. They've literally ministered to senators and state representatives, and judges, so awesome. you know, that are coming to those meetings. And so it's happening. It's happening. God is God is moving all across, and it's not just inside the church house. It's happening in every house. Yeah. Pray soon in the White House. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so anyway, Pastor Caleb Cooper will, will hopefully be able to connect on Sunday there um, as we are making our way through Truth or Consequences. And then in Phoenix, Arizona, Fresh Start Church, pastored by Paul Owen. Um, this is a church that in their mission statement, they say, we believe that we are here for regional awakening. And about a year and a half ago, um, as I was talking to Pastor Paul, and he told me that uh, they had a kind of a, a youth conference that just kind of spurred into a moment of genuine revival and they have sought to maintain that for the last year and a half they have taken the first weekend of every month and they've turned it into a revival weekend this would actually be the weekend right now that they'd be doing that and we were hoping to be there but since we got delayed um, in Texas by a week that's pushed everything it's one reason why today we started so early we're trying to make up time and so we're driving this is the longest drive that I've ever done and hopefully will ever do <laughs> in a single day it's about an eight-hour drive um, and so um, anyway we'll be we'll hopefully be able to drop down and at least connect with them face to face and get a story uh, with what's happening there at Fresh Start yeah. and then uh, we will come up into Nevada um, right into Las Vegas and Zach Welch, who, um, Welchel, um, and the name of the church escapes me at the moment, but uh, they are contending for revival in Las Vegas. He told me, he said that, um, you know, the saying in Vegas is what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. He says, we're praying that with what God's doing in our church, that it will become what happens in Vegas can't stay in Vegas. That's awesome. So that's, that's in two parts. One is the culture is going to change, and so it can't stay. But number two, the move of God that's happening there will be exported across the nations. Yeah. And then we'll roll out of there from uh, uh, Nevada into the Central Valley, into California. And we'll be there at, uh, with Pastor uh, Wallace at, in Danuba. So it's a full, I mean, we, we've got a full kind of schedule, but at the same time, it's very loose. Yes. Very loose. So we're excited. Very much so. I think the kids are also looking forward to seeing the Grand Canyon. Yes, Rhea says she is not walking out. I guess there's a place that there's like glass that she can walk out and feel like you're standing inside yeah, the, the canyon. Yeah, the sky bridge. Yeah, she's like, she's not doing that. By the way, I'm not texting. Uh, the reason I've got my earbuds in is because now that we have moved into uh, the Western <laughs> Territory, um, we're not exactly doing it interstates anymore yeah so we have to pay attention to directions yes and so i'm about to come up onto a turn here anyway <laughs> what are you looking forward to well, i'm just looking forward to to being in a place i've never been before i've never been out i've never been to new mexico or arizona or california or washington you know and, I, and so I'm, I'm excited to see that part of the nation, and I'm excited to meet um, the pastors that you were just mentioning, 
because honestly, I was really looking forward to coming to New Mexico and Arizona because of what what the churches are. Yeah, contending we were so for. hoping we'd be able to spend some time there and yeah, you know, I'd go to the services. Yep, but that's you know, it's okay. God knows what He's doing, and we just follow Him and where He's leading and what He's what He's doing. So it's totally good. It but, is. We're going to be able to at least chat with him, hopefully, and that will be very cool. Look this way, because I, I cannot see. Okay, well, you cannot go. Okay, so we're <laughs> going to sit here. This will be a the... fun place to try to get out of, huh? Yep. So. I don't know. How, some, sometimes you, you can come up to, like, areas <laughs> where there's literally no way, if you're driving all by yourself, that you would be able to see. Yeah. Like there's there's just sometimes there's certain so you you have to think through your turns. Okay, so wait. I'm clear. No, you're not. I'm not. No, there's a I'm car not. that just pulled out. See? That's why Jen is here. So after this little truck right here, you can go. Okay. Yep, you're good. Alright. There's a tractor trailer's running up there blocking all the other That's traffic. Perfect. So. Thank you, Mr. Tractor Trailer. <laughs> this is the great thing about being in a in the coach, right? We're so large. Mm -hmm. 33,000 pounds, I know, because in the process of getting registered, oh, it was a process to make. But it's uh, done. Yeah, to, to make this thing happen. Because um, we had to get the coach to Texas. I had to get it registered, so I go to the tax office to get it titled and registered in Texas because, you know, to get it here, what we did is we registered it in South Carolina. That was just a temporary deal. Um, and I, I, I don't, I won't go all the way through everything because it's probably boring in the whole <laughs> expanse. But Yeah, we've got about three minutes left. So. Yeah, so anyway, I went to the, the tax office and um, found out that, you know, needed to do a few other things, so I had to take it to get it weighed. Um, and so left, went and got it weighed, came back, and got it registered, and got it titled in Texas, and so now it's got Texas plates, but now I want Texas plates that say Revival. Revival. Yeah. So, uh, that's what I want people to see, not just the trail of fire, but I want them to see the license plate and it say Revival on it. And I think that license plate is available or something close to it. It's kind of a cool little area. This, like, this is like Driving through, Jimmy, you're gonna do, like, ah, we missed some of those places. You see, like, there's old diners yeah. on the sides of the road. <laughs> like you know? the hole in the wall places. Like the, but they look like they've been around since, yes. you know, there was no interstate system and people would travel down like Route 66. Yep. Which we will be on once we get into the northern part of New Mexico and Arizona. We're gonna yep. come through Route 66 and stay on it in a couple of places, so. I'm sure we'll find a diner to sit down and eat at. Oh, no, I've already got them marked off. Let's <laughs> see. You, the thing is, there's RV parks everywhere, but not all RV parks are created equal. True. True that. We have True. stayed at a couple different ones. That mm -hmm. some of them are a little scary. Mm-hmm. Most um, of those are just for one night, just yes, passing through like and passing up to sleep. Through. <laughs> and oftentimes, they have availability. <laughs> Strangely enough, you call like the other place, they're like, no, we don't have any room. And we're not exactly a small RV, so we don't fit in every site. Yeah. And so... Um, We'll um, we'll call up and they won't have availability for the nights that we need. And then you ask them. This I'll always say this: I say, you know, can you recommend an RV park close by you? Um, 
and they're not going to give you their their best competitors, you know, or some. It just depends on you have to feel it out. Sometimes they're gonna they're gonna send you to some really bad place. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I don't even know what the speed limit is right there here. I don't know. I would guess it's probably 35. Yeah. Yes, I'm right. So what do we have? Uh, one minute. One minute left on the roadcast. Listen, uh, next roadcast, I'm, I'm going to do all the finances with you as far as what we've done since we've begun this trip. So I'll walk through the first couple months. Um, one thing that's really unique about what we've done with the Trail of Fire is we're living debt-free in 2017. We owe nobody a dime. And uh, that's pretty cool. But in the process, we've been able to save uh, a lot of money that we haven't been that we haven't put into a mortgage, we haven't put into taxes. Um, you know, I don't know what that figure is exactly, but it's it's significant, and that's just in the first portion of the year. And so, you know, it's neat. We took a radical step, and in the process of doing something radical, uh, it's been a very huge blessing to us. And you know, yes, I believe the hand of the Lord is upon us, but at the same time, also, it's just. We did some wise things. This is such a neat little town. <laughs> I mean, some of the built—they're—they're they're so cool. Yeah. Um, Sinclair gasoline, right there. Look at that. Yeah, that's cute. Wait, I've been in this town before. You have? I have. For what? That's a great question. On your way to Andrews? No. Oh. I don't know. I it, can't. Tell. It's literally like a town that's like lost in time. <laughs> I mean, you put this in black and white, you feel like you're in the 1950s. That's true. Not that people who lived in the 1950s were seeing everything in black and white, but <laughs> that's, that's what in you see. In your mind's eye, that's what you would imagine. That's, that's what you would imagine. It literally, you, you could so convert this little town into <laughs> 1950s America. Yep. I love it. Ah, so <laughs> there we are, 30 minutes. That's it. The what roadcast. an exciting roadcast. Never know what's gonna happen. It, it is. It's been. It's been an exciting adventure, and it <laughs> continues. Yes. So we're praying for you. Keep us in your prayers, and be looking on the Trail of Fire site. I think today the Mariah Woodworth Edder story post, one of my favorites from the book, and we went down to Fair Park. We should have even talked about that on the pod. Make sure we do that next when we talk about Mariah Woodworth Edder. Um, but that posts today, and so you can check it out. I think at Charisma and also at trollofire.org. We love you and we shall see you.